The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priests and elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of the servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready. But those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike. And the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it? that you came in here without a wedding garment. But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, bind his hands and feet and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So today's gospel is rather sobering. Jesus telling a parable. It's always good to note whom, to whom he is addressing the parable. Who is he speaking to? Well, it's very explicit today. He's speaking to the chief priests and elders of the people. So these are the people that typically get under his skin. (laughs) He called them hypocrites. He called them a brood of vipers. So these are the people that he really has a hard time with because their hearts are so hardened at times. And they tend, as he would say, to load up heavy burdens for people to carry and then not even lift a finger to help them. So that gets him angry. And today, he's painting this picture in this parable about a wedding banquet and inviting people to come, and they refuse to come. They refuse to come. And then, at the very end, this translation reads, Many are invited, but few are chosen. But I found another translation that I like better because I think it helps us to understand it in a more appropriate way. For everyone is invited to enter in, 
but few respond in excellence. Or you could say uh, they don't respond in a pure way, in a choice way. So everyone is invited to enter in, but few respond in excellence. I think that helps us to grasp what Jesus is really trying to say here. Because he calls all of us. So everyone is invited. Everyone is called by name, by God, to enter in, to come to know him, to be his friend, to be his follower, to be his disciple. But few respond in excellence. So again, he's addressing the chief priests and the elders. These are the guys who should be responding in excellence. They're educated in the law. They know the prophets. And they should know that all of the prophets point to Jesus. They should know the tradition, the anticipation for the Messiah. And that Jesus has come on the scene. This is late in Matthew's gospel, chapter 22. So he's, Jesus has already performed all kinds of miracles, signs, and wonders by this time. And they still are refusing to respond in excellence. They are still hard-hearted. And so there's something there for all of us. It really is a challenge. I was just reflecting on this today myself. It's good for me as a priest to reflect on what God has done in my life, how he called me to be a priest. And by the grace of God, I think I've been able to respond in excellence. At least I said yes to being a priest. But there is something particular and personal for all of you that God is calling you to. You're all called to respond in excellence to the Lord in your own way, in your own personal way, in your own unique way, because you all have something unique that God has given you. You all have gifts that I don't have. You all have circumstances and experiences that I don't have. And collectively, We all have something to share, something to contribute that would enrich the whole body, the whole church. I think that's something that we don't always all appreciate. I think the devil himself would have us, would have you think, would have me think that you don't have anything to offer. That there's nothing so special about your life. That's a lie. That's a lie. Because that kind of thought paralyzes us, or at least it keeps us from offering what we do have. And the amazing thing about God and what he asks us to offer him is that he takes it, what little we might have, like the five loaves and the two fish was enough to feed the 5,000 men plus probably 5,000 women, and plus probably 10,000 children. So it was more like 20,000. So 20,000 were fed with five loaves and two fish. 
They didn't think that was enough. They didn't think that was good enough. But it was good enough for God. So sometimes we would prejudge ourselves or other people and think, oh, that's not good enough. Well, it's probably good enough for God because he'll take whatever we give him and he'll make it good enough. He'll make it enough. But that's what takes faith. Because oftentimes we get hung up on what the final result will look like. And we would like to predict that. We would like to control that. And that's really out of our control. That's what God invites us to just surrender and to put in his hands. And to let the final result be something that he's in charge of. So we have to get over ourselves in a sense. And I think Paul was really good at that. St. Paul was really good at that. We should probably switch books. Because that second reading today, that second reading, his letter to the Philippians is a classic. Brothers and sisters, I know how to live in humble circumstances. I know also how to live with abundance in every circumstance and in all things. I have learned the secret of being well fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance and of being in need. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. So the key is doing it in him. That's the secret that we all have to learn. And we have to learn it. It doesn't come naturally. This kind of behavior that we're talking about, it's supernatural. It takes faith. And so it's learned. It's learned. And I think we can always learn more. There's always more to learn when it comes to walking with God. I think it's safe to say there's always more that he wants to show us. For those of you who know me, you've heard me say it. Over these last couple years, as I've gone to encounter school and graduated and prayed for more healing and deliverance, I've seen it. So God has shown me more, especially in the last couple years. Even though I've been in religious life for 29 and a priest for almost 19, he's shown me more. So don't think you're ever too old or too young to learn. God wants to teach us things each and every day. But we have to, ha- we have, to have that kind of openness, that open mind and that open heart. We shouldn't write people off. We shouldn't write ourselves off. We, we shouldn't put ourselves in a box and we shouldn't put other people in a box. I like to, I, I like to burn boxes. <laughs> I feel like I burned my box a long time ago. Well, maybe not that long ago, but 
Over these last several years, I've been burning boxes a lot, so to speak. So that would be a question you might want to ask God tonight. God, what boxes should I be burning? What boxes should I be burning in my life? Because when we think of it that way, a box keeps us constrained. It keeps us constrained. It limits us. The proverbial box is something that limits us. Amen? And God is not a God of limits. I was listening to a song on the way over here, and it's one that I don't know very well, but I liked it because it said something to the effect that I've seen so many miracles and signs and wonders lately, I forgot what the word impossible means. I love that. I forget what the word impossible means because I've just seen it all. I've seen it all. Now, I haven't seen it all yet, but I've heard about, you know, all these things. I'm still waiting for, uh, for metal to disappear. As the song goes, I've seen cancer disappear. I have seen cancer disappear. In fact, I can read you all the testimony that I just received yesterday in my inbox. I always love receiving these text messages yesterday. Father Jason, surgery went very well. Doctors found no cancer anywhere. And they were able to reverse my ostomy. Ostomy. How about that? No cancer anywhere. I prayed over him on Easter Sunday afternoon. They gave him a due date. He said, I felt like a yogurt because the, the doctors gave me an expiration date. Well, the doctors were dumbfounded. So if we would have listened to the experts, right? If we would have put Pablo in a box that the experts made for him, he'd be dead already, I think. Or soon he would be dead. But see, God is a God of miracles. He's a God of limitless love and mercy and possibilities. And so today, Pablo is doing very well. So he wasn't limited by what somebody told him was the case, what was going to happen. People who didn't approach it with faith. And so let us allow the Lord to burn our boxes. Let that be our prayer tonight. Lord, burn our boxes. Just get us out of limited perspectives. Because when we put ourselves in a box... As I say, when we sell ourselves short, we sell God short. We sell God short. We end up putting God in a box and we limit what God can do in our lives and what God can do through us. So I've seen cancer disappear. I haven't seen metal plates dissolve yet. Does anybody here have metal plates in their body? Okay. Would you like to see them dissolve? All right, let's pray after Mass. We'll pray for his metal plates to dissolve after Mass. I'd love to see that. I haven't seen it yet, but I believe that he can do it. I believe that he can do it. So as we continue with this Mass, dear brothers and sisters, let's ask for an increase of faith and hope and love. 
for his peace and joy and power to fill us to overflowing so that his kingdom can continue to be built in our lives and in our world through us. Amen.